Welcome to Author Your Dream, a podcast dedicated to helping you as you fulfill your dream of writing and publishing a book. Welcome back to the Author Your Dream podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 4. Back when I began writing my first book, I was doing a lot of research, listening to a lot of podcasts, watching videos, reading blogs, and trying to just devour any information that I could about the topic of writing books. I discovered a book written by my guest today that really helped me to focus and stop procrastinating. So I'm really excited about having him on the show today. And we're going to be talking about how to write a great book quickly. Throughout this interview, my guest and I are going to be talking about how to choose which idea to write about first. Uh, We're going to get some advice about pushing through the editing slog And we're also going to touch on how to successfully launch a book. There's also a special surprise for Author Your Dream listeners. So keep listening because I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Today, I'm joined by Chandler Bolt. Chandler is an investor, the CEO of Self Publishing School and selfpublishing.com. Forbes 30 Under 30, and the author of seven best-selling books, including his most recent book titled Published. Self-Publishing School was listed as an Inc. 5000 company the last three years in a row as one of the 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in the U.S. And I'm really excited to have Chandler on the show. We're going to be talking about how to write a great book in a short amount of time. So Chandler, thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you here. Kenny, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I always start at the episode with hearing people's author journeys because everybody has that story that got them from I want to be an author to I'm an author. And I love it. I love to be able to hear people so that my audience can say, you know what, that was me or that is me. Yeah. And I can see myself in, in that story. And if he can do it, I can do it. So tell us a little bit about your author journey. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that I'm the unlikely author. <laughs> uh, I'm a C-level English student and a college dropout with ADHD. Um, so kind of the, the last person you'd ever think that would write a book. Um, but I, I, you know, probably like a lot of people listening, I felt like there were some life experiences I had that I learned that I wanted to share with other people. And it just so happened that a book was, was and is one of the best mechanisms I could use um, to share that story and to teach the things that I wanted to teach. And so um, I, I, you know, I kind of went out and learned everything I could learn on the process of writing a book. And I think starting with low expectations, uh, which is funny advice <laughs> uh, to give, but just saying, hey, I just want to package some of this information uh, into a PDF. And then that PDF evolved into, okay, maybe we can publish this on Kindle. And then that evolved to, oh, wow, this is selling really well. Maybe we should also do a physical copy. Maybe we should also do an audio book. And it just kind of uh, you know, compounded from there. And how long did this process take for you? Yeah, so I did I did six books in the span of three years, um, which I don't necessarily recommend. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a lot of bo- it was a lot of books in a short period of time. Um, but I the first one I wrote the rough draft in about a week um, with my brother. Um, we co-authored the book, and I, I mean it was a very intense week of of writing. But that was kind of the draft process, um, and I think all. T- it was kind of weird because the first one I wrote wasn't the first one I published. And so kind of in the process of publishing that book, I wrote and published a different book in about, I want to say it was 90 to 120 days or somewhere in that uh, range. And so those were kind of the, the first two books that I published. 
Okay, and you've written written and published seven books now, and they are all nonfiction, correct? Yes, yes, all nonfiction, seven books. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's great because so many of my guests have been fiction authors, so it's mm-hmm. a really great opportunity for those who like like myself. So I started out writing fic nonfiction, and now I'm mm-hmm. writing fiction. So that's a whole mm-hmm. different animal. So to be able to yeah. speak to people who, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm writing fiction, plot and character development doesn't really apply to me. But this is an excellent episode for those people who have that dream to write a book and that, but it want to, they have that dream to write the nonfiction book or something that's going to help other people. So what are your books? Just name it. Just tell us a little bit about a few of your books. And then I want to talk about published specifically. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if I can remember all of them. Um, so I started off <laughs> um, with a book called The Productive Person. It was about productivity for entrepreneurs. Um, and then right on the heels of that, um, released a book called Breaking Out of a Broken System. Um, that's all about um, basically the 15 things my parents taught me growing up that I thought was normal, then got out in the real world and realized that no one gets taught this stuff. And it was my perspective as a business guy my brother's perspective as a musician and kind of our same take on these 15 things that our parents taught us. And so that was that book. Then there was, um, let's see, there, there's productive productivity hacks for entrepreneurs. There was a book called how to not suck at writing your first book. Um, there was a book called book launch. Uh, and then there's my most recent book published. And then there's a first edition of the, this book, um, that was released in 2016, that on, went on to be downloaded and, and purchased hundreds of thousands of times. And then um, then just this past December, released, published the second edition, um, which is meant to be a roadmap um, for writing and publishing a book and selling your first 10,000 copies. So kind of like you said, predominantly geared towards nonfiction. Um, but, uh, you know, there's I'd say, you know, it, it is in some ways genre agnostic. You know, there's 60 to 70 percent that overlaps no matter the genre. Now at self-publishing school, the company that I run, we have a children's book division. We have a fiction book division. We have a nonfiction division. So I'm pretty versed in all the different genres and I've seen kind of them all play out and there's a lot of overlap. I mean, and there's even kind of hybrid genres, right? Whereas a memoir, most people would see that as nonfiction. Well, we see that more as fiction um, because it's storytelling, right? Mm. And it's, it's fiction writing. You're just the main character and the story that you're telling is nonfiction, <laughs> right? But as far as the, the actual type of writing that you're doing more closely resembles um, fiction writing, right? You're using the things you said. You've got a character. You've got character development. You've got a plot. You've got major points of conflict. You've got kind of uh, show – you've got to do a lot more of show, don't tell, and uh, all those things. Um, so, and, and we always joke that uh, real authors – write fiction because it's a whole lot harder <laughs> that's just how it's, it's just like a fun uh it gets both sides both sides riled up <laughs> yeah it's um like i was telling, saying earlier i'm working on my first fiction book and it is definitely a different animal and i've been like i've been basically doing everything i did for my nonfiction books and just reading and i just finished uh save the cat writes a novel mm. which was fantastic and if anybody's listening and you're looking for a book um, that's for fiction. That's definitely a great one, a great resource for you. Um, but I was telling Chandler earlier, uh, before the show started that the first edition of published was actually, uh, the book that inspired me to finally write the book that I, my first book that I published back in 2018. I'd been working on it for, uh, going on three years and, you know, doing a lot of 
uh, listening to podcasts and reading and you know hundreds of hours of doing all this stuff to get myself ready and then learning to overcome my limiting beliefs and my own self-doubts until finally, but this was the, the book that really pushed me over the edge. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. So let's talk about uh, published a bit. So this is the second edition. What's different? Yeah, so uh, a lot. Uh, and so the, I'd say it's probably 60 to 80% um, new content. Um, and then there's some similar frameworks that people will recognize, like the the mind map outline right process that I teach. That's now pocketed into just a much better, more understandable acronym. It's the more writing method. Um, so mind map outline, rough draft editing. Um, so there's, uh, and so, the, but there's a lot of new content. There's a lot more content. The feedback I got on the first edition uh, was, Hey, I'd love to learn more about um, how do you sell a book? Um, how do you launch a book? Like I had launched strategies, but I just really wanted to flesh out a lot more of um, the, how to sell more books, how to use the book to start a business, how to use the book to do um, author appearances um, so PR, publicity, podcast interviews, all that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of new content and then there's a lot of better frameworks. I kind of realized, hey, I published the first edition back in 2016. We've published about 6,000 books at self-publishing school um, since 2015. So let's just, I don't know the exact number, but probably 5,000 or more since that first edition was published. And we've just seen so many things and patterns. And from working with that many people, I just felt like, Hey, we've got better content and we've got better frameworks. I want to make this more memorable, more story-based, more ADHD-friendly, just like a lot of things to just really drop the mic on the subject. Um, I feel like the first book I heard from people like you, Kenny, um, and, and so of the 6,000 that we know, th those are just people who work with us at Self-Publishing School. I know that there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of people like you who said, hey, I didn't, I didn't even work with Self-Publishing School, but I read that book and it helped me publish a book. Like people, I, I just started getting so many messages and, and things on that, like that. I'm like, man, this book's really still out there and it's doing great. And, and it can be way better because all of our curriculum got better, but the book stayed the same. Uh, and I realized, wow, okay. You know, th this book is not a great representation of our best and greatest content. And so that was kind of the purpose and, and intent behind it. And that led to ultimately uh, a lot of new content. Oh, that sounds amazing. Actually. Sounds like I'll uh, might have to pick up another copy. <laughs> oh, grab a copy. I I, um, I, uh, I narrated the audiobook too, which I did for the first one too. But I, I think I think it's a lot better. And so, if, if, for any audiobook listeners, um, which I mean, chances are people are if they're listening to this podcast, I probably prefer audio as a medium. Um, the audiobook's um, pretty solid, I think. Nice, yeah. And that where can people find this? Yeah, so um, you can go to Amazon um, and grab the book there in any format that you like. Um, also, what I'd love to do for uh, for your listeners, Kenny, is I want to give away fifty physical copies of the book. So I know we've got a lot of listeners in the in the UK. Um, unfortunately, this is only for the US. Um, but um, good news is, no matter where you're at in the world, um, this link that I'm about to give you will work um, no matter where. Now, if you're in the US, we'll ship you a physical copy. Uh, if you're anywhere outside the U.S., we'll give you a free digital copy. Or if you reach out to the team, um, we can even share an audio or whatever will be most helpful for you. Um, all you have to do is go to – it's the URL published book. So like I published a book. So publishedbook.com forward slash dream. So forward slash dream. So publishedbook.com forward slash dream. You can grab a copy um, there. All you have to do is just fill out the form. Tell us where to send it. Uh, and if it triggers a, an international address, then um, we'll just send you a, a digital copy of the book. 
Oh man, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, and if you're listening to this, definitely get on that. I will have the link in the show notes page. So if you didn't write it down, you didn't get it. Don't worry. Just go to author your dream, find the, this episode and it'll be right there for you. Um, this is, I highly, highly recommend um, going there, doing, getting there. If if you miss out on the fifty, go ahead and buy it anyways, because it's what two like two ninety four ish on Amazon. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's um, yeah. I, I don't know what the pricing would be uh, in uh, in the UK. Yeah, it was two ninety four, two ninety four pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say I think we've got it at three ninety nine uh, USD or, or something yeah. like that. So uh, I'm, it'll probably translate to something like that. Yeah, so for less than a cup of coffee, this is definitely a book. If especially if you're writing nonfiction, you know it works for like I've I've seen it and the the methods and the the ideas in it will work for fiction and nonfiction. But I know for me that it specifically helped with nonfiction. So if you're stuck and you're wondering what to do next, definitely check this out. Awesome, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure, and thank you. You know, I I appreciate that. It's just actually the first one the podcast has ever had, so it's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So let's get into our topic today. We're right. We're talking about how to write a great book in a short amount of time. So let's just start with that. How do you write a great book in a short amount of time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it starts with deciding that this book is a priority, uh, and and uh, you know. Cre- organizing your calendar as such. And so there's, um, I talk about this in, in my new book. And so I, there's basically, there's eight milestones um, to writing and publishing a great book. Okay. And I'll just kind of skim through it. Uh, I know I don't think anyone can see the, the video version of this, but if you look on page 17, it walks through the eight milestones. I think it's also on the book page on uh, Amazon and, and kind of the, the page there, but there's uh, the first four, the more writing method. So mind map, outline, rough draft, and self-editing. Um, so that, that's the editing piece, right? And then you move to professional editing, cover design, formatting, launch. Right? So those are the eight milestones. Now, really though, unless you complete milestone number three, you're not publishing your book. And so that's milestone number three is creating your rough draft, right? And so that's where we like to focus people is until you have a rough draft, it's the most important thing, right? And, and, and when, and when, if, you know, we've just seen working with thousands, thousands of people, the people who finish their rough draft, publish their book, the people who don't, don't. I mean, it sounds obvious, but that's just this big sticking point and also a big momentum point. Like once you get there, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You start to believe that this is possible. And so in order to get your rough draft done, follow the more writing method. So mind map everything you can think of on the topic for your book. Use that mind map and turn that into an outline. That can ultimately become a chapter-by-chapter outline that you use to write your book and then write your rough draft one chapter at a time, all right? And to do that, I recommend, um, I, t- I talk about mowing down your rough draft one, uh, one chapter at a time, and, and that is a mind map, outline, write, right? Mind map, outline, write one chapter at a time, or if you speak better than you write, uh, mind map, outline, speak, right? There's kind of this little acronym um, if you're following along in the book, and on chapter 62, it talks about mind map outline right. And then, so th- that's kind of the core fundamentals and the principles that I recommend um, to, to get a rough draft done quickly. And then ultimately it comes down to the 30-day rough draft challenge. Um, and this is where if you choose to write a rough draft in as little as 30 days, you can do it. It just takes consistent progress. 
right? And so there's kind of some steps I walk through uh, on that page to do that and kind of what that challenge looks like. But if you just break down the simple math, if you write a thousand words a day in 30 days, that's 30,000 words. That's, it's, it's, it's on the shorter end of a book, um, or it could be a novella or a, a short nonfiction book. You know, traditional nonfiction is about 60,000 words. Um, so even if you're going for a 60,000 word traditional nonfiction book, um, that, you know, you're halfway there if you write a thousand words a day in a, in a 30 day time period. Oh, excellent. And does this apply for both fiction and nonfiction? Yeah. So a lot of it does. There's nuance, right? So your mind map's going to look very different um, for fiction than it is for nonfiction. It'd be similar, but you're thinking, okay, what are the, uh, what's the, what's the scene? What's the setting? What's the character arc? Who are my main characters? What are the main points of conflict? Um, Rami Vance, AKA Ari Vance. Um, he runs the fiction side of self-publishing school. He's, he talks about five part story structure, right? Um, you've got, I'm going to butcher it. He knows this stuff way better than I do. Um, but he talks about, you know, you've got your, um, you've got your, I forget what, um, uh, part one but is, but then you've got, I want to say you've got your first slap, your second slap, uh, you've got your climax and you've got something that, but, and so just kind of the story arc and what are the main points of conflict? And then he kind of walks through what that looks like. Um, and so those, uh, those are the types of things that you can mind map and outline, you know, obviously in fiction, there's pantsers and plotters, mm. right? I think, I want to say Stephen King is one of the most uh, famous pantsers. Um, pantsers right by the sea of their pants. Um, open up a, a dock and let the imagination run wild. And then there's plotters who prefer to plot out kind of the whole, the whole story arc um, and then write to that story arc. Um, we always say like, you've got to learn the fundamentals to be able to break, to be able to break the rules and not follow those fundamentals. So for a lot of people, it's, they're better off starting as a plotter um, so that they can, they can um, build momentum and get words on a page. Yeah, and that that is actually excellent advice right there. Because uh, in life in general, I am the disorganized, spontaneous person. My wife is the very organized. Like uh, when we got married, I've been married what twelve years. Twelve years in July will be our anniversary. And congrats, we got married. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long journey, but it's been fun. But we got married, and I was like, "Let's go on a picnic." And she's like, "Where are we going? What are we taking? How long are we going to be there?" And because I'm that kind of spontaneous, disorganized person, I'm like, fine, if you don't want to go, we won't go. So like I got mad and I'm like, we're not, no, we're not going to go on a picnic. We're done because you didn't want to go. But for her, she needed that, that plotter thing. But now as I'm working on this, my first fiction book, I found that I'm needing that structure of the plot. Yeah. And it's really helping me to get things along. Like I've, I've done out my whole first act already and I've got that plotted and I know where I'm going and you know I'm thinking of things that I never thought about before and that I know for me like I used to be like hardcore like no nah, I just want to write write yeah not worry about anything but the more I plot the more I found you know what this is actually really helpful so that's great to you know if you're just starting out start out by plotting it and that yes. way you can get to know the fundamentals like Chandler yeah. was saying I think that's a pretty common experience. I think a lot, uh, you know, writers, creatives, a lot of us, it's okay. We're rebellious. We're doing something that's different. <laughs> and, and so we want to say, oh yeah, I, there's no process. You can't put a process around this. I don't want to follow a process, but it actually, I think it's, it's cool that you said that it, it, it spurs on um, creativity. 
Definitely. And that's what I found, you know, even though I was dead set against it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's like, see, planning isn't bad. I was like, no, it's still <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Don't clean my desk. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And then you were talking about um, mind mapping, which is a point that I wanted to bring up, which I found extremely helpful when I was writing my first. Because how I did it was I, I thought of questions. Yeah. So my time, my first book, because I'm a Christian, my my main job is I'm a youth pastor, mm-hmm. uh, and then I do everything else on the side. Uh, but so it was a Christian nonfiction, and it was about how to share the love of God through your story. Mm. And so I just started asking questions and like, that was my mind map. I said, you know, how do I do this? Or what I, so I tried to think about all the things people would ask about telling their story and about including God's love in that story. And then that's what helped me to do the chapters. Yeah. So mind map was such a helpful tool. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, we'll go here because as a writer for myself, I know that my ideas for books are, you know, there's no end to them. So mm-hmm. how do you choose which idea to write about and, and which one not to when there's yeah. so many ideas going on in your head? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's probably three buckets of people listening, right? There's, I have one idea and I think it's a great one. I have no idea or I'm not quite sure. And then there's the third bucket, which is exactly what you said, which is, hey, I've got way too many ideas. Um, how do I choose which book to write first? So we only have two rules when we're working with people at self-publishing school. Rule number one is you can't edit while you write. We all know someone who has five perfectly written chapters in their unfinished book. <laughs> all right, And so you can't edit while you write. Um, but then rule number two is you can't write more than one book at a time. Um, so you've, so, you know, try to catch two rabbits, you'll end up catching neither. So you've got to focus on one book and write that book first. Now to do that, I asked three questions. Um, and so, uh, question number one, which one can I finish the fastest? So maybe you have the most content or life experience around this topic, right? Uh, question number two, which one am I most likely to finish? So not only are you going to get started with this book, but you're going to take it all the way to the finish line. And then question number three, um, which one's going to make me happy? Like I'm going, to, I'm going to enjoy writing this book. And so that's what I recommend for anyone listening to this. If you're thinking, hey, I've got too many ideas, ask yourself those three questions, narrow in on one idea, use that one idea to go into this mind map outline, rough draft editing process, the more writing method, right? Um, and I think you're going to find that now, now you've got a whole lot more focus. And the great news is, in the process of that, you're probably going to think about all these other books that you can write and all the other amazing content that you have for those books. Just pull out a notebook or a separate Google Doc or whatever you're working in and just write those ideas there. And you don't have to jam everything into this one book. I think that's a mistake that a lot of authors make. They think their first book is going to be their best book or their only book or their magnum opus. But it's you, you really can. It'll be better if you break it up into multiple books. Uh, or narrow the focus on your first book, um, so that so that you're not trying to uh, you know spinning your wheels trying to fit everything in there. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I love that because when I started out, I was I, all I had was one book idea, and that was it. And when I was writing, I felt like all right, that's it. I'm tapped out. There's nothing. And then like just as I hit the publish, I was like, oh, actually, I've got another idea. And then yeah. now I'm the, I'm in the bucket that has 
thousands of ideas. Like I come up with ideas every day. I'm like, oh, hey, Jen, my wife, that's my wife's name. I'm like, Jen, I just thought of a great idea. She's like, could you finish the six other ideas that you already <laughs> started? I was like, yes, yes, I will. I will. <laughs> that's awesome. No. So if you're that kind of, if you're that person, you're like, well, you know what? I only ever want to write one. That's fine. If you're the person who's saying, you know what? I only have one idea and I think that's all I have in me. Just focus on that one book, focus on writing it and then see what happens. You know, it, it's not something that if, if one book is all you have and all you want to do, great, that's fine. But you'll see what happens. Things, things uh, will come up. You'll have experiences in life and that will, will contribute to your writing process. So yeah. So, um, where am I? Yeah. So looking at this, so what is the amount of time that you would say? So did you say the 30 day challenge? Is yeah. 30 day rough, rough draft, draft Yep. 30 day rough draft challenge. Okay. Yep. So, and then from rough draft to a final product, what would, what's the time frame for that? Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that really depends on how well you wrote the rough draft. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think for a lot of people that the, the toughest part of the process uh, is getting to the rough draft finish line. Like that is just, I mean, that can take you weeks. That can take you months. That can take you years. Um, if you don't have a process and accountability, it can take you decades. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that, that's the first big hurdle. Then editing is, is kind of the, a big slog. Um, <laughs> and I think the toughest part of the process for a lot of people, um, but that's where you're really, your manuscript becomes a great book. Uh, and, and you go from rough draft to publishable book. And so that can, that again, can take as little as a couple of weeks. If it's really well written, you're used to working with an editor or you're quick and your editor's quick to, you know, a few months could take longer. Um, really depends on the quality of your rough draft. Um, and then, um, and, and, and then it's the, the production and the book production and all that stuff. So all told, I mean, you can go through this whole process in as little as 90 days. I mean, that's mm-hmm. flying. Um, my most recent book, I went from, uh, picked up a pen. I want to say it was either August 31st or September 1st, uh, and then published a book on December 14th. And so that was about 105 days all told. Um, but that was, I mean, that was really moving. <laughs> uh, and that was my seventh book. And so you can do it in a, in a short period of time if you choose to, or you can say, hey, I'm going to do this over the course of the next year. That's a really doable benchmark if you're working diligently um, and so that's where we at self-publishing school, you know, we try to say, Hey, you can get the book done in as little as 90 days, or we can help you do it over the next year. Mm-hmm. For some people, they say, Hey, I want to go a little bit slower than that. Maybe it's 18 months to two years. Um, that's okay too. Okay. And when you hit the editing part, it, you know, you, you mentioned it, it is a slog at mm-hmm. times because you're, you're yep. reading what you've already written. And sometimes you just like, I can't read, I can't read this chapter again. Now, what are some tips that you would give to people for making it through that editing, that self-editing section? Yeah, um, I would say, gosh, two or three things. I mean, number one, remember why you're doing this. And this is one of the first chapters in my new book. I talk about uh, you got to have a really strong why and a really strong why now. And it's not a matter of if, but when the going gets tough. And and when the going gets tough, if you have that why in front of you, it's going to help make it so much easier. All right. And so that's the first tip. Um, second tip would be um, hire a great editor. Um, and you can either find it through a marketplace or you can find an editor through a referral. Um, we have a bunch of referrals at SBS of people that we recommend. Um, you can also find you know, authors that you like uh, and figure out who edited their book and maybe get a recommendation that way. Um, but 
hire a great editor. Uh, and then just, I mean, you really got to be on the ball and have a deadline and have always, when you pass it back to your editor, have a deadline on when they're going to be getting back to you. Hmm. And when they pass it back to you, have a commitment on when you'll get it back to them because editing is so much, I mean, at some point you have to stop the madness <laughs> and editing is never done. And so those deadlines and, and accountability really help uh, things keep moving forward in the process. Yeah. Oh, great tips right there. Deadlines are, are something that, you know, so many of us don't like, <laughs> uh-huh. but they are helpful in, in the process of writing a book. And something else that, that I know for myself is that it's important to know yourself and know uh, what you need in an editor. So for example, for me, I've lived in the UK since 2010. I'm half American, half British mm. in my writing. And I'm to the point where I don't recognize if I use mm. British terms. So I'll be like, I'll write something like, oh, can I have a go? Where in America, it would be, can I have a turn? But I won't catch that. Mm. So when I looked for an editor, I specifically needed somebody who was American who spent time in Britain or in British territory who could under- catch these little idiosyncrasies of mine. Oh, interesting. And that was something that that I only knew because I knew myself. Yeah. I knew that I overlooked things. I have friends who are in the States where I'll text and I'll be like, hey, what's the American term for this? And they'll be like, oh, you're looking for that. I'm like, okay. Mm. But so know you when you're looking for an editor, know yourself and know the things that you need. And if it's something like like what I was just talking about, specifically state that up front because if you don't, you're not gonna get what you need or or want for your book. Agreed. Yeah, that's a great point. So we've got through the editing process and now we're ready to publish. We've gotten our book cover done, uh, we've gotten everything ready to go. Uh, now we gotta launch. So how do you successfully launch a book? Yeah. Um, so I look at this, I call this the launch triangle. Um, there's really kind of three fundamental, well, the, there's, there's the fundamentals of a bestseller um, before you even launch your book. And that's, have you written a well-written, timeless book? Um, is this on a topic about a pain that people have that they know that they have, right? Um, do, and, then, and then do you have a clear title, a clear subtitle, a great cover? Do you have a certain amount of, you know, at least 20 reviews on your book? Like, have you done, a, have you picked keywords and categories? Like there's all these kind of uh, logistical things to set yourself up for becoming a perennial bestseller. Um, and then there's launching successfully, right? And so when I look at the launch week, um, I look at three things. Um, and so this is, this is again, what I call the launch triangle. It's on um, page 136 um, in my new book. So um, I talk about, um, uh, number one is, is a launch team. Okay. Um, number two is reviews. Number three is promotions. So number one, launch team, this is a small group of people who support your book. It could be 15 people, 50 people, maybe even more. Friends, family members, customers, colleagues, um, anyone, again, anyone who supports you or the topic of your book. So creating a launch team and then using that launch team um, to promote the book, obviously, um, this is kind of like your street team, but then also uh, that rolls into point number two, which is reviews. And so every person should, or you hope that they will, this is kind of the expectation that you set is leave a review on day one when you launch, right? So now all of a sudden you've got five, 15, 50 reviews, maybe more, 
Uh, and then number, th- so that's number two. And then number three uh, is promotions. And then this is where you kind of have this accordion of depending on your time, money, and resources that you have to put behind this book. You can follow more of what I call the MVP launch, minimum viable product launch, or the traditional launch, right? Which this is a, kind of a traditional book launch that, that many people have seen happen, right? And so that's the accordion of, of promotion that you do to promote the book. Okay. And so I've heard from different people that launch teams are done and over with, but clearly that's part of your triangle. So what would you say to people who are like, oh no, launch teams, they, it's been done. They're not good. They're not useful anymore. What would you say to that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think there, there's a cardinal rule of marketing and that's that we get tired of, of our marketing before our customers do. <laughs> and, and so I think this is a classic example of classic example of that, of, People always want to think about and talk about what's new and what's next, mm. and and when often what it's not, that's not necessarily what's working the best. There are tried and true fundamentals. A launch team is one of them. It, it's uh, it's created in a way um, that gets people engaged and that makes people feel involved. Um, and so I used it for my most recent book. It worked really well, and um, it's definitely not dead if you do it correctly. Mm. No, that's good. And what advice would you give to somebody who has are, has launched a book, but they didn't do it well? Yeah. Is it too late for them or? Uh, I would say you need to relaunch. And, I'm a, and, and even if you've done it well, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of a relaunch. Um, I talk about this. Um, this is a beautiful thing about having new frameworks and strategies and stuff is sometimes uh, you need a little bit of refresher. And that's the great thing about having it in the book. Um, so there's a chapter in the book. Um, it's uh, it's called I, I've Launched, Now What? And I talk about these different types of relaunches. So there's the just because relaunch. There's additional formats. So launching in print or launching an audio book, you can treat that as a relaunch, right? That's the launch of a new book. Um, there's a new and improved version. There's an anniversary edition. There's an updated and revised edition. Um, and so there's all these reasons uh, why you can relaunch and why you should relaunch. And and so if you didn't do a coordinated launch the first time, well, great news. You you can and you should relaunch, do a focused effort and a focused promotion around that. And that can kickstart um, the sales of your book. And then you can move into implementing things and um, that will help you sell more books long-term. Mm, I love that because especially for people who are listening and they've launched a book and they feel like it's dead in the water and that there's nothing they can do that, you know, that's it's not true. You know, like Chandler yeah. was just saying, a relaunch is a great opportunity to, to kickstart things again. You know, so it's not over. It's, you're not done. You know, there's some stuff you can do. So how do you use books to grow a business? Because I know that, that that's something that you've done really well is you've used the books to grow uh, into self-publishing school, right? And uh, is it so use that selfpublishing.com as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I look at this, Kenny, as kind of uh, three things. How do, you, how do you use a book to get more leads, more sales, and more referrals? Uh, and so, you know, some people say a book is a new business card. I think a book is better than a business card because if I give someone a business card, they're probably going to throw it away within 24 hours. Um, but if mm-hmm. I give them a book, they're going to keep it. They might, they might just read it. When they read it, now we've built a relationship. I've added value. Um, and every time they think about that thing, they're going to think of me and they're going to think of my company where they may not have known about it. 
right? And so my book published, I think it's one of the best business cards for self-publishing school. Uh, now, people go the wrong way about this. I mean, I think sometimes people publish a literal business card <laughs> um, and it's just no content. It's not good. So you, your book needs to be good, right? It needs to be a great first impression. Um, and that's my goal and hope uh, with my book published is that anytime someone thinks, oh, I, I, I know someone that's writing a book, they need this book, <laughs> right? It's that good. It's the only book that you need to read or it's, it's at least the first book that you need to read, right? And so that's the goal with the book. And then now if, if, if I achieve that goal as an author and then I'm strategic, I can use the book to get more lead sales and referrals. So leads, these are people who hear about my business because of the book, right? So they hear about published and then they read published and they say, oh, self-publishing school, this looks interesting. If this book was this helpful, what if I decided to work with them, right? So th that's leads because of the book. Then there's sales because of the book. These are more people who, these are people who already know about you, who decide to do business with you because of your book. And then there's referrals. So turning customers into active referrers. And so what we try to do and what I recommend that people do is give a copy of your book or multiple copies of your book to every new customer, right? Um, and whenever, um, whenever you do, um, you say, hey, here's a copy for you and someone you know who needs help with writing and publishing a book, right? Or what insert the problem that you solve. And so now your customers can refer you business by giving someone a book instead of by giving someone a business card. Okay. Nice. And what are some situations that, that you would be in to give these books away? Is it uh, networking, business meetings? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's the actual, I mean, if you have customers for your business, like give them multiple copies, whether that's in person or shipping them to them. And then um, I learned this from a buddy of mine, Hal Alrod. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. I, I've seen that guy give so many copies of his book away. <laughs> and I just, I, 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 I took that to heart. And so I have, um, as we're recording this podcast right there, a couple boxes of books. Um, I've got a few books in my car now pretty much at all times. Um, since I published the second edition of this book. And if I'm going to the chiropractor, if I'm going to a networking event, if I'm going to a mastermind, if I'm going to anything, I'm bringing the copies of the book. I'm giving them out to everyone. It's a conversation starter. Um, and I'm introducing people um, to my work and, and to what we do at self-publishing school. All right. And what would you say, because the first thing that pops into my mind is that people are going to be afraid to do this because they like it's their book. They want to make money from it. And so they'll be a little bit yeah. more reserved oh, yeah. and hesitant to do that. What would you yeah. say to those people? You know, this only makes sense, obviously, if your goal is to grow your business using a book. Um, for some people, that doesn't make sense. Your, your end goal is to sell books. Um, and so that's okay. Um, I, li I like to lead with value first. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, maybe I, it, it cost me four bucks, uh, maybe five um, at the most. Um, and so, yeah, of course, there's, there's a cost to that. But I know, you know, in my marketing, I'm willing to pay a thousand bucks, sometimes more, to acquire a customer. Well, a <laughs> thousand divided by five is two hundred. <laughs> so if I only get one customer for every two uh, two hundred copies of this book um, that I give away, well, that's still worth it. And there's 199 other people who have the book and can refer business, and so it's just a grassroots way, I think, to grow a business mm. um, in a sustainable way. And in a way that's leading with value first. What are some things that you've experienced working with people uh, that hold them back from writing a great book? And what um, are some suggestions that you can uh, you can give to help overcome those? Yeah, two biggest things is they don't get started and they don't get their rough draft done. 
and not to not to beat a dead horse there, but I mean, it really is. I mean, you've got if, if people put it off, they say maybe someday, maybe next year, maybe when I have time, and they think there's going to be this magical moment where they've got no job, no kids, no business, no responsibilities, like all those things, and that's when they're going to write their book. It doesn't happen. You've seen that, Kenny. It's like, hey, you've got to make the time. You've got to create the time. You've got to you've got to do it before you're ready. Um, and so, just not getting started is a, that's a massive one. Um, and then not finishing the rough draft. There's a lot of people who excitedly get a thousand words on the page, or five thousand, or ten thousand words on the page, and then they just stop writing. And months go by, and they say, "Oh man, I need to I need to get back on that." And so, those are the two big inhibitors that I see. And what I recommend is follow the more writing method. Get started as soon as you're finished listening to this podcast. Um, uh, you know, uh, spend 15 minutes, start mind mapping uh, your book, and 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 get going. Right. And so I mentioned earlier that we have the the author action point. And yeah. Would that be your author action point? Is to that would be my author action point. As I, as I was saying it, I'm like, oh shoot, I'm not, I'm not going to repeat <laughs> myself. But that that's the author action point. I think is, is as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. Um, Grab a blank sheet of paper, write your book idea in the middle of the page, set a timer for 15 minutes, and write out everything that you can think of on that topic. So stories that you have, lessons that you've learned, broken record conversations that you have around this topic, right? Anything that you can think of, um, write it down on the page. And what will happen, at least what I think will happen, is what, what happens oftentimes when I lead people through this exercise, is that you realize you got a whole lot more information than you thought around this topic and you can start organizing that information uh, into a full length book. Mm. No, that's great. And I know, I mean, I'm living proof that this works. You know, I did it with both the books that I've published so far, but I think one of the key things for that is to not uh, censor your yes. thoughts on oh, yourself. Gosh, yes. mm-hmm. you know, at this point, just write everything down. Yes. Whether you think it's stupid or not, or it can fit, cannot just write it down. And if it doesn't go as you're writing, that's fine. But at least it's been written down and you have that as an option. Or yes. you may find, you know what? I didn't think this fit, but I can see where I can connect it here. So don't yes. limit or censor any of your thoughts or your ideas at this mind mapping point. Just let it flow, let it all out and you know, write it down. And it will definitely help you. Uh, I agree. I've experienced it. So I'm uh, definitely a pro mind mapper. So That's awesome. Uh, so Chandler, I know we, uh, I love respecting people's time. So I know we're, we're coming close to our time, but we've mentioned the self-publishing school quite mm-hmm. a bit. So will you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so self-publishing school, we're an online education company uh, and service company. We help people write and publish books um, that, that grow their impact and grow their income and their business if they have one. So think of it kind of like part accelerator or year of college and then part, um, you know, this just recently we added a lot of services where we create best-selling book covers for people. We help them upload their book. We help them pick keywords and categories. Not even help them do it. We just do it for them <laughs> um, and uh, format their book, like all these things. And so our goal is to save people hundreds of hours in the process, uh, to, so, to save people thousands of dollars in the process, uh, and to help them actually get their book done. So write a better book that sells more copies. And so we help them do that in a bunch of different ways. We work with people with, you know, with a one-on-one coach, with the curriculum, with our service, um, service arm and that sort of thing. Um, but that's kind of how we help people with their books. Oh, excellent. And where could people go to find this? 
Yeah. Um, so all you have to do is, um, if you're interested in chatting with my team about your book, we can start to put together a plan and see how we might be able to help. All you have to do is go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Um, book a call with my team. We'd be happy to chat with you um, about your book and how we can help. Oh, excellent. And as always, I'll have this on the show notes page, so don't worry if you didn't get it. Uh, so as we're closing up, Chandler, how can people connect with you and and everything that you do? Um, social yeah. media, websites, stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little bit old school. I'm only on Facebook, um, so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, and then uh, you can grab a copy of the book at the link we mentioned earlier. Um, and we can virtually connect, especially if you listen to the audio book, um, be like we're having a conversation. Um, and then lastly, if you decide to work with us at self-publishing school, um, I do um, weekly group coaching calls. And so you can come in there and um, we can connect directly and get your questions answered and all that stuff. I really hope that you found Chandler's interview to be helpful for your writing journey. If you're interested in getting your free copy of his book published, head on over to the Author Dream website and click on the link that's provided. Until next time, keep writing and keep dreaming.